On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, I talk with Sam Cabert, and he teaches us how to clone yourself and be more productive. Hey there, and welcome to a brand new edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and I am blessed to be joined by my good buddy, Sam Kabert. Sam is a repeat guest, and he's the creative director at Swagworks. He wears a lot of hats, and we're going to dig into all of that today. Thanks so much, Sam, for joining me. Yeah, Kirby, thanks for having me, and um, always awesome talking with you. That's what we were just talking about, so I'm excited to dive in. Awesome, awesome. So let's do that. Uh, you have sort of become the go-to expert, at least in our industry, but really across a lot of industries, on using virtual assistants. You've sort of mastered that. So how did you become sort of king in this area, and why do you think people should look into it? Well, I mean, honestly, it happened accident. It was by accident. So I never intentionally wanted to be like the VA guy. Um, you might remember in 2017, I got into podcasting, content creation, and before you know it, we were partners with a lot of people locally, businesses locally, and then we relaunched as a media company and with six podcasts on the network. And I was just doing a lot of different things. And at the time, I was going to write my first book, which ended up being three books that I wrote in a year, but the market kind of dictated what my book was going to be about because with all the different content that I was doing, the only thing, the thing that stuck the most was people were like, how are you able to do so much? Right. And by answering that, I said, virtual assistants, huh? What, what? A VA. <laughs> people being like, oh, what's a VA? How do you work with them? And I go, wait, really? So at that point, that's kind of when I realized, and this is in Silicon Valley, mostly more than anywhere, like, you know, where we really think of cutting edge in terms of like technology and, you know, just business, whatever, because yeah, anyways, but um, yeah, so that's why I decided, oh man, I should write an ebook about working with VAs. So it was an ebook and then it became my first book and fast forward here we are three years later. And I have a whole new business where I'm teaching entrepreneurs how to scale their business by building out a virtual assistant team. So, I mean, obviously, you know how much I believe in it because of uh, something we talked about in the past, Soul Life Balance and Working Less. And it's a two-way street with virtual assistants that employees get an opportunity to work less as well as obviously the entrepreneurs. So I am just so passionate about working with virtual assistants. And I never sought out to be the VA guy, but I think as you know, you put out a lot of content and you never know what's going to stick. And that wasn't even content I put out. It was generated just off of feedback. So, yeah. So just real quick follow up. So, I mean, you yeah. talk to obviously people who are in our industry, in the sales world. I mean, what do you tell them about what, like when they come up to you and go, you know, why should I use a virtual assistant? Is there like a stock answer or are you dealing it based on each individual person? I love that you asked, is there a stock answer? Because when you um, when you asked that question, I'm like going through files in my brain and being like, oh, should I answer it this way, that way, this way? And then once you said, is there a stock answer? I was, I was like, wait, that's like someone coming to us and saying, hey, what, what, are, what products uh, should I buy? Or what right. are the best products, right? But your stock answer, because there's always like, you know, the best products and that, there's always a stock answer. It's we need to be focusing on our strengths. We need to focus on our 
area of expertise and double down on that because the way we get our time back, what, there's two reasons why people want to get their time back. One is because you want to grow your business, you know, focus on sales. Or two, where I'm kind of at, it's because I want to enjoy my life. Like I'm right. happy with my business is at. I want to maintain it. I don't really want to go up a lot more. I'm, I'm comfortable. I just want to enjoy my life, not work so much, right? <laughs> That's a so, great reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want, yeah. So um, I'd say that, you know, it, to get there, you need to focus on your strengths. And at that point, that's when I, it all starts with what I call a time audit, where we look at uh, how you spend your day every single day for like five consecutive days on normal-ish week. And then from there, we kind of look like look at your time and being like, okay, this is wasted time. That's a time sucker. That's a time sucker. Now, if we get that off of your plate and we supplement that with a virtual assistant, now you can have more time to focus on revenue generating tasks, working on your business or that free time. So no, that's awesome. That's that's totally fair. So speaking of that, you do do a lot of content, and you and I recently had a conversation about interviewing others, and I was I was intrigued to hear you say that you get nervous more when you're interviewing than when you're being interviewed, which I thought was interesting. So I guess I wanted to ask, why do you think that is? And what do you think makes a great interviewer? Well, I think what makes a great interviewer is being curious, mm -hmm. right? And keeping that curiosity and whatever questions you might have before realizing that you might need to go down a follow-up path as you just did. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's kind of the fun of it. And I, I used to do triathlons a few years ago. And before every try, I would get extremely nervous. And younger, you know, playing organized sports, I would get nervous. I think it's that anxiety and nerves of just like whatever. And then, you know, kind of turning it into a thrill type thing. Yeah. It's there's no pressure like like right now that you're interviewing me because I don't need to think about how I'm going to guide this conversation. I just need to focus on, you know, how I'm presenting myself as the interviewer. I'm worrying about whether it's video, you know, worrying about like all the equipment I have or if it's audio, like extra batteries is everything charged, getting everything set up like just that part. Right. And totally. then obviously processing the conversation, keeping it guiding and flowing in a very fluid type way. I mean, I love it, but I definitely um, get nervous. And I think that's part of what makes it so much fun too, yeah. you know? No, I, I totally buy that. And I, I totally agree with the idea that as we do this, when technology is working great, then I can just have the conversation and that's wonderful. But the moment a train comes through or, you know, the, there's a glitch in the internet, like you're not only worried about the interview, you're worried about everything else as, as well. And so I, I feel you on that one. That was, that's a great point. So this is a totally selfish question. This, uh, this is one, I, as I was thinking about my questions for you, you create a lot of content. You, you do video, you do podcasts, you've written books, blogs. I'm curious, what piece of content brings you the most joy? And why? Joy. Okay. I think uh, when you sent me the questions, I read it a different way. But joy. Okay. So honestly, our food show, Eat Up Silicon Valley, I'm not mm -hmm. going to lie, um, because it's just so much fun. Like you, you talk about the difference between joy and happy. I get to be silly and goofy with one of my best friends. And, you know, it, I'm always nervous because, you know, I'm not a videographer. And when we first launched it, I had so many hiccups and just learning 
um, how to use a camera and recording the equipment and remembering to do that. And it's, there's obviously a lot of nerves that goes on with that one, but it's just so much fun. Then we eat for free because um, my co-host eats for free because he doesn't pay for anything. All the equipment's mine. The <laughs> virtual assistants we use for the editing, it's mine. So people say like, um, yeah, like you get eat for free. And it's like, well, not really, but yeah. um, it is really fun. And then it's cool to share it. And we have these little stickers that say as eat as seen on eat up Silicon Valley. So then we try to remember to put it in the restaurant. So, you know, it's like where they put their Yelp stickers and things like that. And uh, it's cool going back there. And we've met a lot of cool people from there. So that's like the joy one. But the one that I'm really probably the most passionate about, and I know you didn't ask that, but that's, um, great. that's clone yourself, my new podcast mm. and where I'm doing everything else. Cause that's like the heart centered stuff. Cause I get actually, help entrepreneurs, you know, achieve more free time in like their actual businesses. I, I love working with entrepreneurs, which is why I uh, launched the new business and podcasts. Hmm. So oh, yeah. I, one of the things I just want to give you a shout out, I, you kind of alluded to it in the answer when you were talking about, look, I'm not a video guy, but we put together this video show. And so you put your, you are a, a person who literally is like, Hey, I want to try this thing. I'm going to throw myself into it. Understanding that it might not be perfect. I, I feel like that is a thing that holds pe so many people back. And I admire that about you, that you are truly willing to go, Hey, we're going to try this. It may work. It may not work, but I think that's how cool stuff happens. Um, so real quickly, I usually don't ask this, but I know you've got, um, you're doing the new, uh, clone yourself thing. So where can people find out information about that? Yeah. So it's clone yourself on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. And the website is clone yourself, then the letter U.com clone yourself, the letter U.com. And there I have a ton of freebies and other, um, a ton, a ton of free resources teaching you distributors how to create lead magnets too. And I'm using at least six lead magnets on you guys. So you can see it in, uh, <laughs> in process, but yeah, there's seriously like so many free resources there. Cool. That's awesome. So you've answered my three questions and maybe actually a couple more than three at this point. Uh, I give everybody a chance to ask me one question. Do you have a question for me? Yes. If you could free up more time from working outside from your business, right? Mm -hmm. Would you spend it in business related activities or would you spend it in leisure type time and what type of activity would you spend it in? That is a great question. So I think the re if I'm being honest, my initial reaction would be to spend it on business-related stuff. I would probably focus that time on content. Um, I enjoy doing the content piece, whether it's video or writing. Um, I've been doing more speaking, and so I enjoy doing that. Um, but if I were doing leisure, and I need to be intentional about this, but travel. Like I love you, you and I were just talking about heading to Mexico or going, you know, traveling with my wife. I really enjoy doing that. And so if I were to do something leisure related, it would probably be like, I'd love to figure out a way to tra travel, give us speaking engagement, do a race, <laughs> like, and yeah. then, then find a way to work in drinking beer. Uh, so if I could <laughs> do that, that would be a pretty sweet uh, way to increase my leisure. I love it. I'm not going to uh, hijack your podcast and ask follow or video show and uh, ask follow up questions. But <laughs> oh, ask me one. Bring it. All right. So, um, what are what are the tasks in your business that are taking up the most 
amount of your time, like the time sucking tasks that are keeping you from doing that? You know, that's a great question. I think, you know, I've done a better job probably over the last year or two, and you know this about me, we had this, the marketing business, we had the brewery, we've, we've closed that since then, but the brewery and then the properties business, and I was getting pulled in way too many directions. And at one point, I actually had the conversation with my team and said, where, where am I bringing the most value to the company? And I started to, in that moment, eliminate some of the things that were just time suckers, like you were talking about. Um, So I'm sure there's still more Um, and you know, I think content is a big one that I create a lot and it's always difficult to go, Oh yeah, we create this ROI from this. Um, but I enjoy it. And so that would be my, my thing right now is I'm doing an okay job with it, but it's those meetings that honestly, that we, we say yes to that. As soon as I say yes to, I'm annoyed that I say yes to. Right. Right. Those are the ones I think get, get me the most off track. So cool, man. it's amazing because you put out so much content like you have so many so many different um podcasts and video shows and your weekly blogs and i know for a while last year at least maybe it was two years when you did a daily blog and i mean you from an outside point of view like you have cloned yourself right? like, <laughs> my solution, um, is like so i don't have to have employees so i can clone myself right so because yeah. You wouldn't be able to do what you've done without your employees. A hundred percent. Yeah. Same type principle. No, that's cool. Sam, thank you. I really appreciate it. You're my good buddy for sure. And uh, always appreciate our conversations. Okay. Thanks, Kirby. Appreciate you having me. All right, buddy. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.